Hi, I'm Allie. I'm Nick. And this is the What Have You Tried bookshelf of year-end wrap-up 2023. That's right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Is New Year a big holiday for you? Do you are you doing New Year stuff? What um, do you do? I like New Year's a lot. Can you stay up till midnight? Usually. That's usually. the question. Yeah. Okay. I feel like these last few years, I have started to feel a little bit old in the sense that I'm like, oh yeah, staying up. It didn't used to be a big deal at all. I just yeah. like, oh yeah, staying up till yeah. midnight. And I mean, during college, I was going to be up that late anyway. So like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the last couple of years, I have been a little bit like, oh, all right, I have to intentionally plan to yeah. stay up till midnight. Yeah. It's a choice that has but, to be made. Yeah. But it's usually like, I don't like go to any like New Year's parties, right? It's not like fancy. It's I like, let's yeah. watch a few movies and oh yeah, it's midnight. I never, I don't know if you would call what I do a party, but usually we <laughs> spend it with our friends, Sally and Sarah. Okay. Um, and we'll do food and like watching stuff. And usually we intend to play games or watch something, but then we just like sit in a living room and drink coffee and eat cookies and talk for like hours. I mean, I think that's ideal. I, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is my kind of party. So why not? But it works out. It's like multiple holidays meld into one because Sally's birthday is the very end of December. My birthday is January 4th and Christmas and New Year's. So it's just like a nonstop. We're celebrating this and this and this and this and this. You can assign like an hour for each. Yeah. For each. Yep. Yeah. We should have to switch. Holiday. Like we put on New Year's hats when it's right, New right, Year's right. time, you know, birthday hats when it's birthday yeah. time. Yeah. Gosh, this is a, this episode, what we're asking here is, was a, was a lot. I tried to. <laughs> Trying it was to hard. Go back through the year and find our favorite. A year books. is a long I, time. I know it's like a weird, but like not quite long enough that it includes certain things that I would think it includes. Yeah. I'm like, surely that was 2023. Nope. Yeah. End of 2022. I know. How good did you do selecting books, movies, shows, music? We were going to talk a little music. Yeah, too. I've got some music. Okay, that actually happened in 2023 versus just like things you experienced in 2023. I think I have at least one from each category that's from 2023. Okay. Actually, I think all of my TV shows. At least part of it. Something from happened in 2023. Yeah, okay, like that's a new pretty season. Hip. Came that's out pretty hip. Or okay. All right. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm incredible. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you want to start with? Dealer's choice. Let's start with music because that's like. Oh. Okay. I feel like that's the one we kind of forget about sometimes. That's true. So we should we should start strong Let's with it. Let's start with music. Okay. All right. So what are your what are your top three picks music wise? Well, I got to go with now and then uh, that that new Beatles single. I that, respect that that we listened to. I just re-listened to it, and I there's some Beatles podcasts that I liked, and I listened to some like analysis of it and everything. But I feel like at the end of the day, it is a pretty successful Beatles thing when you have you know john lennon recording in the 70s george harrison recording in the 90s and then paul mccartney and ringo Starr like adding new stuff now and going back and trying to make it feel like not a contemporary paul mccartney piece and not like a nostalgic john lennon piece but like an actual cohesive beetle track i feel like it actually it does work pretty well Mm -hmm. so um, I still have my little blue 45 that I got from Music Alley. I, I pop it on sometimes and I'm really, I'm pretty satisfied with it. Nice. The others that came out of the 90s, Free as a Bird and Real Love, don't quite feel as cohesive as this one. And I think some of that is the new technology. They were really able to like pull John Lennon's voice out and get rid of cassette hiss and crackle and background right. noise and stuff. And so it's really, it's a clear recording and... I don't know. I, last thing I expected was to have a new Beatles single. And I think overall, I'm pretty pleased with it. So I got to put it right up there. 
Nice. Yeah. yeah, good choice, I think. And along with that, there's a Ringo Starr has a track called Feeling the Sunshine, which Paul McCartney wrote and played bass on and uh, sings some backup and stuff. So the two of those together is a really fun, like, nostalgic Beatle vibe that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all about. So all of those are 2023, technically. Nice. Good for so you. So look at that. What about you? Do you got some music? Okay. My thing that came out in 2023 okay. is the Bell and Sebastian album, Late Developers. Okay. This is Still one going. that really just like came out of nowhere for me like maybe if i was like a, a better fan and more stalkerish i would have known that this was coming yeah but it was just like i logged on to spotify one day and it was there and, and there I was like, it was what that would never happen to me <laughs> never well they're not super active on like any social media yeah. like a little bit but not a ton so i think that's part of why and yeah. no one else that i know cares about bell and sebastian it's all it's so it's you. not like i have anyone else being like hey did yeah. you know they were coming out with a new yeah. album i'm like just in my house listening okay. to this by myself. But is there is there a name for Bell and Sebastian? You know, like Swifties or something like that. Do Bell and Sebastian stands have a, a name? I don't know. Okay. Maybe if I had met other ones to you. In, in person, I would know. Up to you to coin it then. So you can Maybe. think about that. that I'll could have be, to look at the Bell and Sebastian subreddit and see if One of your goals for the year can be coming a up with a, with yeah. a name. Okay. But they had just come out with an album in 2022. So I was like not expecting oh, anything yeah. for a few more years. That's a quick turnaround. I know. That's I a was quick really, turnaround. I was really well, happy McCartney about McCartney also had an album in 2020, but it was sort of like he was stuck home so he was like well i guess i'll just make an album so that's mccartney three which nice. is pretty good so maybe maybe a similar thing with them maybe they it were like we be, got all yeah. this time on our hands i kind of think that i might have heard they recorded them like in the same session oh, and yeah. then just like hung on Spread to some out. of yeah, them that makes sense so and they have a similar vibe okay but all right what other music yeah do you so have? we kind of settled on three so my next one is is a bit of a tie because the rolling stones came out with a new album called hackney diamonds which i was pretty excited about and it lived up to the hype i thought it was really good but in preparation for that i listened to a lot of uh, the bigger bang which is their most recent album 2006 so i made a playlist of like bigger bang hackney diamonds and just some random like more recent singles that they put out so just kind of a whole rolling stones vibe i've been doing and uh I, I I like it. I like it a lot. Nice. I've always sort of been like a casual Rolling Stones fan. Like I know the hits. I know some deep cuts. Um, but they were never like high in my rotation. But with these new ones coming out, uh, I really have been doing it more and more. I was going to so, say, wasn't it on your Spotify rap? It was. One of yeah, your top because artists? of that. Because of this playlist that, that I made. That makes sense. I was sense. listening to it a lot. So yeah, a lot of like nostalgic stuff coming back, you know, which, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. What about you? Okay. I have a couple songs that I picked as, okay. as favorites from the year. One of which is Stuck in London by Casey Abrams. Okay. This is a song my sister introduced me to some years ago. And I always kind of associate it with her because of that. But it also just like has a very like fun kind of positive vibe mm -hmm. the lyrics are fun and i made this playlist early in the summer when it started like getting warm and nice yeah. and sunny out of like songs that had like a sunshine kind of vibe mm -hmm. and i put this on and all of my top songs of 2023 were ones from this playlist okay. so i played it a lot you can add ringo stars feeling the sunshine i was thinking about that actually you I said that like and it. i was like that it's, sounds it's like my very kind of summary, song <laughs> very summery yeah this is one that definitely I played even when it wasn't sunny, and I enjoyed to it a lot. To get you in the sunlight vibe. Feeling the yes. sunlight. Did I say shine? It's sunlight. But getting you in that vibe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to listen to that and see if it, it needs to go on the sunshine playlist. Okay. 
Well, my last pick this time around, uh, some of the tracks for this ended up in our, because we, we made our uh, our musical debut, yes. you and me and Corey, Corey. who wrote the, the theme for But Have You Tried. We got a little group, the discards together to do some Christmas carols for the Rotary Club and some other things. And so our Spotify's combined. And one of the ones that it pulled a lot from me was from uh, John Legend's 2020 album, Bigger Love, which I have listened to quite a bit this year. He has a more recent one, but I like Bigger Love better because it has kind of a almost a doo-woppy it's a very mm. i've been in a nostalgic mood and, mm-hmm. it, and it does feel like sort of 60s r&b-esque in a way that like i'm i'm really enjoying i feel like i need to listen to more john legend anytime yeah. i do i'm like yeah i like this and yeah. then i just proceed to not listen to any more yeah for no reason yeah you got to get on board i know i All really right. do what's your final pick okay my final pick is the song not too late by nora jones okay this might be my favorite Nora Jones song. Whoa. I know. Okay. I know. Okay. Those are some big claims right yeah. there. There's a lot of Nora Jones songs that I really like. But this is one that I feel like I just kind of always have this one going. It keeps popping up. It fits really well regardless of season. It's also kind of a nostalgic-y one. Okay. And just like the good Nora Jones vocals and all of that. All so right. that one definitely. Yeah. It cop- cropped up a lot. Now that you can't listen to Nora Jones Christmas anymore, you can... I'm you still move. gonna. Oh, you're going... You're still... Okay, you don't have a hard <laughs> Not as off. much. Not as okay. much, but... Right. Well, the 12th day of Christmas isn't until like what? The 5th or 6th of okay. January? All right. And I try to really celebrate all Do 12 you? days. All 12 you gotta days. make it worth it. Like, Chris, there's so much hype up for Christmas. If you only celebrate the first day of Christmas, mm. it's like, well, now we're done. Know. I don't know. I feel like December 26th, I'm like, get that tree down. This is we, in the past. We usually keep our tree up a long time. Caleb's birthday is in March. Yeah. And I think last year we took it down so that we had room to host his birthday wow. party. I'm pretty sure that's okay. how that went. Okay. So one year, a long time ago, like my siblings were coming out to visit us and um, it was going to be for kind of a Christmassy thing and it kept getting moved. So our tree just stayed up longer and longer and really longer. Uh, but no, it usually comes down pretty quickly. I feel like it's, I mean, it's still up now, but before too long. Before I feel like long. if I'm, if I'm going to have a whole tree like cut down to put in my house, I want to like yeah. get my use out well, of it. That if that makes, makes more sense. sense because ours, you know, it's out of a box that we got a tractor supply. So it's not quite yeah. the same. I think if I had an artificial yeah. tree, I might not like yeah. hold on to it quite so long. Do you do but... anything? I mean, there must be like, you know, whatever Pinteresty things out there to do with old Christmas trees. Have you ever done anything like interesting with it or are you just not really? It, they get, it the they get really dry yeah. is the main thing. Mm-hmm. So like I've seen things where you can like cut off some of the base and use it to make like ornaments or whatever, oh, yeah. which I've never done mostly just because by the time we're done with the tree it's, it's kind of gross yeah. yeah um but i mean many many old christmas trees have like become bonfire starters yeah which they light up really really yeah. fast so it works yeah. pretty well yeah. but nothing super pinteresty ever i'm okay. afraid all right well it's a little disappointing but i know i'll accept it while we're in the audio realm can i ask are you listening to any podcasts right now besides this one besides and this one you probably listen to me every week on 902 and here we go i'm sure i don't so. but i i kind of feel like i should honestly <laughs> well you know <laughs> i have some curiosity yeah about yeah that. i think the only podcast besides this one the only two podcasts besides this one that i listened to in 2023 our Nick Davis's ND Vision podcast. Sure. I listened to a little bit of that and a podcast called Witch Please, which is like critical analysis of Harry Potter. Okay. I didn't listen to much of it, but I yeah. did enjoy what I listened to. You in this witch phase you're going through. <laughs> it's been a whole year. That's It's been the year of the witch, the season of the witch, that's you might that's say. That's true. Yeah, for you. I know. Okay. And I have a witch hat now, so I'm just like ready at all yeah. times to... <laughs> every time, every time there's an update from you on Goodreads, it's witch related. 
I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I don't think so. Not very much, I anyway. I don't think I'm exaggerating. I did so. just recently, though, finish the last of the Terry Pratchett Witch oh. Discworld books. Okay. So I'm going to move on to Death Next, which okay. I'm really excited about. Okay. But that particular aspect of my witch journey is done, and I, I do feel that a part of me has that's died. That's sad. Yeah. That's sad. It's rough. My son is really struggling right now with the, with the concept of like being sad about finishing books. Ooh, it's kind yeah. of a new phase for him, but he just finished a series that he loved, and it was really like like a friend died or something. It was really hard for yeah, him to get Yeah, it's horrible. Through, so. We've all been there. You know, it yep. happens. Yep. Uh, there's a couple of podcasts I discovered this year, so I'm just going to toss them out to you. All One right. is called The Handsome Pod. It's Fortune Feimster, Tignataro, and Mae Martin. Very funny. Very funny. I love it. It's mostly just them talking, but they usually have like a pre-recorded guest who will ask a question. And it okay. can be like anything. Like, do you believe in ghosts? Like, how hmm. would you handle this awkward situation? That and sounds then, fun. you know, they get to that about halfway through and then talk about that for a while. But it's mostly just like the three of them hanging out, which is always a good time. Nice. There's one called How Can We Help, which uh, is Jake Johnson, who's in like New Girl and things mm. like that. And they take like real calls and try to. The, the thing is like whatever the person's problem is, they are 100% on that person's side. Even if the person's problem is stupid or uh-huh. the person is clearly the villain of the story, oh, no. they still take the person's side and try to like help them through it, which uh, has led to some hilarious and awkward things. Oh, no. <laughs> and on the topic of nostalgia, Hey Dude, the 90s called, which is hosted by Christine Taylor and David Lasher, who were on a show from when I was a kid called Hey Dude. And they do talk a little bit about that, but mostly it's just sort of like 90s nostalgia, you know, which uh, is really hitting me just right in my uh, sunset years. So nice. I, I love a good fun. podcast. You're not a big podcast listener. Never... I'm not. It's because I listen to too many audiobooks. Yeah. Like anytime that I would listen to a podcast, I've already got an audiobook that I'm excited about. Okay. And anytime I finish an audiobook, rather than being like, no, let's try a podcast, I just immediately yeah. find another audiobook. See, I have some set times for that. Like if I'm like washing the dishes or like in the shower or something like that, when it's not going to be like an extended period of time, podcast Mm. if i'm like driving or if i'm like walking to work and it's going to be like interrupted kind of stuff audiobook so that might be smart that's how i get through because i feel like podcasts are easier to stop and start than some of the audiobooks that uh i've been listening to lately which uh we'll get into because one of them we will one of them is on my list okay exciting what's your next choice okay uh let's do movies okay What's your top movie pick or one of your top three movie picks? Okay. So I use this app called Letterboxd, which is super helpful to go back through and see the things that I've watched because like otherwise I would not remember. So a couple of these, um, I went on some weird journeys this year. I rewatched all the Indiana Jones movies with you when we did the uh, Indiana Jones spotlight. Um, I rewatched the X-Men movies with my brother, which was fun. And then I randomly watched some uh, Leonardo DiCaprio Scorsese movies like Gangs of New York, Wolf of Wall Street, and Departed. Hmm. Those are sort of outside what I would normally do. And I don't even know how it happened. I think I watched Departed for Jack Nicholson. And then I just kept going. And I was like, well, I guess I got to watch all of the Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Scorsese movies. Because I want to see Killers of the Flower Moon, which I haven't seen yet. Okay. It's just long and dark. So I got to be in the right zone for it. Gotcha. And that I haven't makes sense. Been, I haven't been there yet, but... Anyway, those I think we'd file under like hot takes because they're weird things that I did. But um, (laughs) I am going to include Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny in my top movies of 2023. As you recall, I watched it once at the drive-in. It was kind of like whatever. And then I took my son a second time and ended up really liking it. And I love the music. And like the more it sort of sat with me, I kind of get how it it works as an epilogue to the series Mm -hmm. in a way that I didn't quite vibe with in the beginning. 
This has happened before, though, and I think you just need to never watch movies in the drive-in again. Uh, yeah, you're right. I know. It, it's a pattern. It, yeah. It's definitely... It's a distraction. It's too much going on. I could see that, honestly. I don't know. But it is really funny to me that it's a pattern that you've been like, all right, well, I didn't like it at first, but yeah, then... I know. I know. Well, this one, I feel like there's just so much wrapped into it because like yeah. Indiana Jones has been like a lifetime thing for me. And I don't know, that that first dry watch, I just was not... Because it wasn't Spielberg-y. It was very different, you know. But yeah, no, I think it holds up. And I think like the next time I go through and do a cycle of those movies, I'll be glad to see it again. So that's one. Not my top, but but it's up there. It's up there. Right. Give me one I also yours. did really enjoy Dial of Destiny. Yeah? I didn't put it in my top three, but I did consider it. You did? Okay. I did. All and right. I feel like that's one that I could definitely see myself yeah. rewatching. I've just thought about it a lot more. I wish there was a novelization. I mm-hmm. hate that they killed novelizations especially with like long running series because like Star Trek Beyond never got a novelization and it's the only Star Trek movie never to get one. Mm. Same with this one. Like James Rollins did a big uh, expanded Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And of course the classic Indiana Jones had one. Nothing for Dial of Destiny. And I just feel like, come on, come on. You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I've ever actually read a novelization. Well, you've come to the right place. I can guide you in this journey so just let me know if okay, you need okay. some pointers if on I, getting into novelizations okay. yeah okay one of my top picks from 2023 one that actually came out in 2023 <gasps> is across the spider-verse did that come yeah it did, yeah, it did. It did come <laughs> out in 2023 yeah don't make me question right. myself like that's that. right yeah you were more into that than i was i wanted to be and i was grumpy about the part one of it all yeah i was a little grumpy about that but yeah. not as grumpy about that as i could have been yeah. and as i feel like i sometimes have been i didn't even watch it in the drive-in but <laughs> i still was kind of like whatever i did rewatch this one with my family more recently and yeah. i think i enjoyed it a little more on the second time i think well. i would enjoy it more the second time just because i know what i'm getting into yeah that's you true know, expectations so and i am hopeful and optimistic that the last part i feel like some of how i feel about this movie will be affected by how the second part is for sure like if the second part is amazing yeah. then i'll feel like even better about this one and if yeah. the second part is a little mad then i'll feel slightly yep. worse about this one yep that makes but sense so is it next year is it 2024 that it's coming out i want to say yes but now i feel like maybe no because i know there's all sorts of like insane spider-man-esque movies coming out like craven the hunter and Madam Web and Venom 3, like oh. a bunch of Sony's just like going crazy. Like, we got this Spider-Man out. license and darn it, we're going to make all of our <laughs> weird Spider-Man adjacent movies, whether you want them That's or funny. not. So, okay. Respectable choice. I like mm-hmm. it. What else you got? Oh, well, so I watched a documentary called Still, a Michael J. Fox movie. And we talked about this on the show back when it came out. But it's a documentary about Michael J. Fox, who I've always been a huge Michael J. Fox fan, read all his books, like Back to the Future is one of my like all-time favorite movies, Uh, but one of my all-time favorite actors as well. And this was just a really cool, like they kind of told the story of Michael J. Fox and they used a lot of clips from the movies. So he or somebody would be sort of narrating and they'd pull a random clip from one of his movies that would kind of fit with what they were talking about. So it was like a really clever way to do like a biopic, you know, it, like using existing footage. Mm-hmm. And it just really worked like as, as a whole. And I hadn't seen anything quite like it. So that's really I'm cool. tossing it in there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What else you got? Okay. I also have The Wish Dragon. This is an animated movie. You made this up. I've never I, heard d- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard zero buzz about this movie, but I don't understand why because it's like, it's, it's an animated, fun, cute movie it, with a dragon. Is this the one with Jackie Chan? maybe i can't remember we because we talked about like a netflix yeah movie that you watch and jackie chan was okay in it, it must be this like, one How have i never okay yeah it was a lot of fun and this is one i wanted to see for a while i originally pitched it to my family years ago and was like hey we should watch yeah, this yeah, one yeah. and my brothers 100 percent poo-pooed it 
<laughs> but my parents have recently instituted this thing that we have like a rotation of who picks the movie for movie yeah. night. So I picked this Clever. one. Everyone else had to watch it. And of course they all loved it. And I felt immensely justified. Yeah. yeah it so is. It's Jackie but it was Chan. just fun and cute, whimsical and very satisfying. Okay. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the animated movies that I've watched lately, like in the last couple of years, I've been a little bit like, eh, about. But I, I, I really liked this one. I don't. Yeah. I, 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 this is not anywhere near my list, but I watched Wonka with Timothy oh. Chalamet and I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. Such a weird, like a weird casting, weird tone for the movie. Like it just, it wasn't, it wasn't Roald Dahl-esque. It wasn't like the Gene Wilder movie. And yet they used some of the music from the Gene Wilder movie, which just puts you in a weird place. And like Chalamet is just the oddest casting for that. I feel like making that movie even in the first place is a little bit of a weird choice. I don't know why choice. you do it. Yeah. So yeah, that's one that I've definitely just kind of taken a pass on. Well, it's bizarre. My son loves Roald Dahl. And so like he really wanted to see it. So I was like, let's do Fair it. Fair enough. And I kind of hoped, you know, that it was, that it would at least be entertaining or whatever. And it's not like I sat there despising it, but so much of it is he accidentally like signs, he, he ends up in like indentured servitude basically. Mm. And most of the movies him trying to get out of that. And I'm just like, why do you tell a Willy Wonka story that's all like this drab, depressing mm. setting? And then like you get a little bit of like what you like about Willy Wonka in the very end. And I'm just like, yeah, do that. What are you doing? You know? I don't know. I feel like a lot of Wonka's thing is that you don't really know what's up with him. And yeah, so the idea exactly. of making a movie about him in the first place exactly. seems kind of odd to me. It's too behind the curtain. And there was never any sort of like, oh, maybe he is kind of a menace. Which like yeah. Gene Wilder was definitely going to let those kids die. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, well... <laughs> I did my best. Uh, is it lunchtime? So anyway, but let me tell you one that is on my list. Okay, okay. okay. And this, I think, was probably the best movie I watched in this year. Uh, depressing. Depressing AF, if I might be so bold. Uh, but that <laughs> Those was... are my initials. <laughs> oh, that's right. They are. Uh, Spotlight with Michael Keaton. This was about uh, a newspaper uncovering sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. Mm, that does sound um, depressing. It was very depressing, like very depressing, but such a great movie. So well structured. All the acting is great. Well written. Really good movie. And I wanted to see it when it came out. And I was just like, I don't need that in my life. And I don't know. Something I was like... I got to watch it. And I'm I'm glad that I watched it. I will never watch it again. Fair enough. Yeah. But it was really, uh, really, it's just like really well-made movie. I was very impressed by it. Impressed and depressed in that order. So. <laughs> Funny how those can coexist. Yeah. And yet. Yeah. All right. Give it to me. Okay. Your... My last one yeah. is a movie that I have been intending to watch for a very long time. And it finally happened. And it finally happened in 2023. The Goonies. No, but also yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, I know. Okay. See, and that's a movie that you would expect that I would have watched I, before 2023. Well, sure. Right? I mean, you've seen Joe versus a Volcano and you haven't yes. seen Sleepless in Seattle. As yeah. Weird. And I've seen um, You've, you've Got, Got Mail. Mail. Sure. I've seen When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. I was missing, you know, Sleepless in Seattle. I finally watched it. I didn't love it as much as You've Got Mail mm. or Harry, mm-hmm. When Harry Met Sally, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I was, I was glad to finally experience it. I would say that it's like in my mind of the sort of like classic rom-coms or like the, you know, the Meg Ryan canon. I feel like in some ways it's like the most well-known, but I also feel like it is the worst. Uh, That's of, maybe of reasonable. I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. Largely because like, I don't know, Bill Pullman's character, like his only crime is like allergies and like, Tom Hanks and, and Meg Ryan are just like never together. I know. And which so, it feels like such a shame because their the dynamic is, so is corny, great. Like the kid calling into the radio show. I don't know. What would be your ranking of, of the Meg Ryan? Oh gosh. Canon? Oh boy. I think I have to say 
you've got mail as the top as the top i don't know it's so hard it's so it is like, hard to choose between you've got mail when harry met sally and joe versus the volcano they're all really good joe versus the volcano is just like completely, completely off the wall different. so it's, you can't yeah. really compare them <laughs> that's true i feel like joe versus the volcano has to be on its own like scaling system i think maybe i would say that my personal favorite probably is joe versus the volcano okay the one i think is the best gosh i don't know I love You've Got Mail so much, but When Harry Met Sally is just so strong. It's just so strong so and good. so well And made. it's a great New Year's movie. And I refuse to play along. Okay. So okay. <laughs> I love all three of them. I set an impossible challenge. Uh, I don't see myself watching Sleepless in Seattle again. Fair enough. So Fair enough. You know. I also, I love IQ. That's one of my favorites. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That one just, Tim it Robbins, cracks me up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's pretty good. The like old men shenanigans. Yeah fantastic yeah what else what else did she do like in that era well i mean there's like kate and leopold but that's that's bottom of the list for me oh i don't think i've seen that one oh, hugh, hugh jackman he's like a time traveler it's mm. a, it's not i feel like i probably have to though it's to kind complete of the, last, the meg ryan yeah canon. it's like the last of the meg ryan like classics but yeah i, guess I also watched courage I mean, under fire i think that's the name oh, of sure. it that she's yeah. in and it 100 percent gave me nightmares yeah great movie so much nightmares. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Top Gun. She's in Top Gun. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this conversation reminds me of one I had with my brother. We were in Ithaca, and we were sitting there in a little Indian restaurant. The food was great. And nice. uh, we, I don't know why we were talking about Meg Ryan movies, but we were. Because how can you not? I know. And we were trying to... Uh, we were trying to list all of them and there was a woman who was sitting by herself like at a table kitty corner and like we were not, I didn't even realize she was there. So we're talking and we're trying to figure out, we're trying to remember ones and she was like, what about the one where she was working with the boxer? And we both looked and she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. That's amazing. <laughs> she just couldn't She just couldn't she resist. Just couldn't resist. She, <laughs> like she didn't even realize she was part of the conversation. Uh, and then, then we all kind of talked about Meg Ryan and That's stuff. That's fantastic. What I is wanted, the one with the boxer? Uh, against the ropes. I okay, wanted okay. her and my brother to get married, but it didn't happen. Oh, uh, a shame. So, yeah. A shame. Yeah, but it was so funny because like the Meg Ryan... <laughs> in the universe just like snapped her to attention yeah and she, it just it transcends never normal seen like that you know before. she's like she didn't even realize she said it out loud That's very am- funny. amazing very funny and again great food great food so all right you got any other movies or is that the last uh, of it no i think i i think i covered it i loved the marvels we didn't really talk about like oh. uh superhero stuff but you know the marvels probably the top then i would say flash um for the nostalgia mm-hmm. and blue beetle also super strong what about Guardians 3? Were you a Guardians 3 fan? I did like, I, th- I liked Guardians quite a bit. Guardians is never like the top of any list of mine. So like, as far as like a, a trilogy that I don't really care about, I thought it was a really good ending. And I liked <laughs> it enough. the best out of the three. I mean, I really, I did like it. I think it's so. probably, it might be the best done of the three. I think it but is. But it is also the grossest of the three, which for is sure. something that I have a low tolerance for. Sure. for the, so um, very mixed feelings. Like I loved it, but I, I don't. Yeah low tolerance for, yeah. for yeah, watching yeah, that yeah. one again the holiday special which is where you were introduced to kevin bacon as yes. you recall just won like a kids emmy i don't know nice an emmy for that kind of thing so cool. yeah okay shall we talk about shows okay. while we're doing things that you watch with your eyeballs instead of let's read with your eyeballs <laughs> yeah let's do it <laughs> okay what have you got for shows 2023 hmm. okay well i got a couple of um Loved Issa Rae's Insecure, which we talked about when I finished that. Uh, that's a couple years old at this point, but it's such a great show. Uh, Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, as far as Star Trek, still hitting it out of the park. Um, but the show that I was saddest to see go this year was Grand Crew with Echo Kellum and Nicole Byer. It was an NBC show. I want to say maybe just two seasons, but 
it was just one of those like classic like group of friends hanging out kind of sitcoms that we don't get a lot of anymore Mm -hmm. and it was just consistently funny like i don't know that i've laughed out loud as much as i have at that show in any show in quite a while so i wanted more of it really enjoyed it i don't even know if you can watch it anywhere anymore Mm -hmm. but it ended in 2023 so yeah i think it might be still on peacock but it's definitely worth a watch what about you i feel like peacock is like one that has like a few things that i want Mm. but not enough that it's worth investing in drives me crazy i only have peacock because it was one of those like I don't know when they are desperate for subscribers and they're like, you can have Peacock for a year for a penny or whatever it was. <laughs> like I did that yep. just like at the right yep. time. Yep. I hear so. that. <laughs> okay. Um, everything that I have is like things that a new season came out in 2023, but I've watched some of it before. Hold so. on. Judges. Okay. We'll allow it. Yep, yeah. Go ahead. If you've heard me talk about this before, I apologize. That's all I'm I have to gonna say. I'm just going to rest my eyes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so first on the list, I have the new season of Heartstopper that came out in 2023. Oh, okay. Yeah, we actually haven't really talked about that that much. And I still haven't seen it. I read all the... You got it. I read everything, but I haven't watched it. You so. should. I think the okay. casting is really well done. Okay. So that really... Well, maybe I will. It's fun. Okay. And they like... I f- they expanded a little bit, but not okay. in ways that make me mad for the most part. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the time, if I'm watching an adaptation of something and they like added in extra stuff, I just get mad about it. it. Okay. But there was only one thing that they added that made me mad and it was because of the story, not because they added uh, it, if that would make okay. sense. Sure, sure. And that was in the first season anyway. Okay. So. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> Old news. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was very happy with the new season. I am eagerly anticipating more Heartstopper okay. whenever it arrives to All me. Right. So, All right. Yeah. What have you got? Uh, this is my second mention of Harrison Ford on this list, but Apple had a show called Shrinking with Jason Siegel, Jessica Williams, and Harrison Ford about a group of therapists and, you know, things go asunder. But great performance from Harrison Ford the whole way through. Like, I love when he does comedy, which isn't very often. Is Harrison um, Ford a, th- a therapist? In he's a therapist in it. Yeah. I have a hard time imagining him as a therapist. Yeah, it's interesting. That I think funny. I do think you'd enjoy the show, but really like that. That was like appointment TV for me when it was on, so... Uh, yeah, I got to give it to uh, Shrinking. I recommend it. Season nice. two is not out yet, but but should be uh, sometime in 2024. Nice. What about I you? I feel like 2024 is going to be a big year for things releasing. Okay. But if it's not, it's because you jinxed it now. Oh, no. <laughs> Gasp. <laughs> okay. Also, I have Only Murders in the Building. Oh, yes. Every time a season of this heard has of come it. out, I've, I've loved it. it yeah. So. It's yeah. hilarious. I don't know what my it's problem great. is. I got to get on board. You Maybe gotta. that should be my resolution to, to yes. watch Only Murders in the Building. Before the end of 2024. Yeah, before the end of 2024. I believe you can do it. I definitely can. It's a question of will I. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's that's where I'm not sure. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I Yeah. I think if you if you give it a little a little bit more of a chance, give it a boost. I think you'll like it. Okay. Well, I'll do my best. All right. What else you got? Uh, this was probably... Hard to choose a favorite, but I think I would probably give it to Platonic with Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen. Uh, it's also an Apple show. And it was just about these two friends who had like lost touch when Seth Rogen's character gets married. And then when he gets divorced, they kind of reconnect. And it's just this like great platonic friendship. And it's kind of like they're bad for each other as friends. Like oh, they no. kind of like encourage each other to sort of be reckless. And it really like it goes off the rails a bunch of times. I don't know that there was any show that I was watching this year that I was this eager for the next episode, you know, like it was, it was like a weekly drop kind of thing. And it was definitely like, crap, that's like three more days from now, you know? So really liked it. And I just read that it got renewed for season two. And I'm a little concerned about that. Mm. 
just because I feel like season one is such a perfect little package that I'm, I, right. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know how a, a season two is going to work, but I, you know, I guess I'll roll the dice along I with Apple. I understand how that feels. Yeah. All right. I also have okay. Ruby season nine. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I like binge watched this with my family in like two sittings wow. because we like had a, a limited trial. Uh-huh. Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll okay. must be. Yeah. So it was weird. It was different. It went to places that none of the other seasons have gone. I enjoyed it. Okay. I feel like the end leaves me optimistic that that it will continue to go a good path okay. and not just you know leapfrog okay. over the shark sure. but yeah. it remains to be seen yeah uh you're gonna watch the ruby justice league movie it's i a might two-parter i might it's a two-parter well, that does i hate these two parters they're doing a crisis on infinite earth which is like a classic uh, 80s graphic novel um and it's three parts and i'm like guys that's a mini series that's a mini series that's yeah, not three just, movies that's not a trilogy a yeah, oh exactly. my gosh there must be some marketing i love thing a good mini series better, why wouldn't like, you just do that yowza you know yeah. i don't want that mega life. yowza uh, yep. well i think that takes us to books well we are in a public library I know. after all so let's We're do it saving the best for last or let's something like it. that uh, and I just want to remind everybody: if you don't want to read a book, don't, don't try to, don't try to pull it from <laughs> other people's hands. Don't, don't, yeah. Don't, uh, don't mobilize and try to stop other people from reading books. Just if you don't want to read it, don't read it yourself, and then you know you'll be happier. Do, do something different would be would be my suggestion to you. In and, fact, what I like to do instead is take yeah. books that I do want to read and try and aggressively yeah. make all my friends read them because I really like I them. I got a really harrowing story I want to tell you. One time uh, I saw a book on a shelf and I thought, that's not for me. And you know what I did? I didn't read it because that's all you have to do. Just leave it at that. <sighs> anyway, uh, books. Books that, uh, books that I've read this year is, is the question I think you're asking me. One um, I'm going to bring up, um, and it is true, it's, it was probably one of my favorite books of the year. I also want to rub it in your face a little bit. Uh, and that is book four of Tommy and Tuppence, Agatha Christie's Tommy and Tuppence series by The Pricking of My Thumbs. Came out in 1968, one of her latter-day books. And the cool thing about Tommy and Tuppence, as we've sort of discussed, is that the books were written over the span of like 50 years. And there's only five of them. So they go from like little like 19-year-olds to like elderly in uh, posture and face. Which is crazy. I, is. Like I didn't realize how young they were in the first one until yeah. I read the second one and yeah. they were still like only in their 20s yeah, but they've yeah. been married for like 10 years yeah. and I was like, oh! Yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, so by the pricking of my thumbs, I think it was the best one. I really, I liked it. It was about, um, you know, they're they're older and they're sort of retired and Tommy has an elderly aunt in a, in a you know, like a nursing home situation and when she passes away and they get her stuff they kind of stumble onto a mystery that maybe something mm. is afoot uh in these in these uh homes like this and it goes on from there but i felt like it was a really strong entry uh and would have been uh, a pretty good end for tommy and tuppence unfortunately a few years later she wrote poster to fate which is her the final book that agatha christie wrote um, also, obviously, the final Tommy and Tuppence has a, a terrible reputation for just being kind of bad, being kind of repetitive and just like not very tight. And I read it and I do. I mean, I enjoy the characters, but I think, you know, it's true. It's not very good. Mm. But by the pricking of uh, my thumbs is. But all that to say, I finished Tommy and Tuppence. You did. You finished before it you. before I did. And it doesn't even matter that I read the first one when you were still adapting to hard foods. <laughs> um <laughs> But I did finish all five of them. Where are you in Tommy and Tuppence? Um, I still have, I think, three of them left. Oh, I thought you read the first three. 
I don't know. It depends okay. if I read it before this podcast. Uh, I see. <laughs> so are you reading NRM? Is that where you're yes, at now? That's okay. where I'm at All right. right now. All right. So we'll Some see. of the issue was that I had to finish. I had started reading Carpe Jugulum and I okay. had to finish it and needed to go is back there, to the Is there library. a witch in that? There is. Okay. As well, a Discworld I witch can't book. expect you to, uh, you know, to know. anything different. So, so having read all of them yeah. and I still have a few left to go. Yes. Do you think I should just skip Postern of Fate? Or do you think it's it's worth experiencing at least? It's not a huge book. Okay. And a lot of it is just, it is very repetitive. It's like they, huh. you know, they'll have a conversation and then like, you know what, we'll just have the conversation again. Huh. Um, it was one that I listened to on audiobook and it was a mm. really good reader. And even though it was repetitive, I felt like the reader, like in his performance, was kind of bringing other okay. things out of it. I didn't sit there being like, boy, I hate this. This is stupid. But like <laughs> when you look at even contemporary reviews of it and people kind of like point out what the problems are, it's true. I mm. mean, the general understanding about the book, I think is true. I mean, she was at a stage in life, you know, where she was really struggling. And I think that just comes through in the book. Yeah. And I don't know like what you do in that situation. Like, I, cause I think it's been adapted into other things. I mean, I think, you could go in and do a tidying of the book, but you know, that's a bad idea. Like mm-hmm. nobody's going to do that. feels a little weird. But I think the kernel of what it's about, you know, is still okay. interesting. It's basically, they, they uncover a, a message that relates to like a 60 year old murder oh. and the knowledge of this being a murder is still dangerous. Like 60 years later. So, oh. you know, okay. I mean, I think that's, uh, that's cool. So what about you? What are you reading? Okay. Let's see. My thing that came out in 2023, cause I, was determined to have one. Yeah, Manslaughter Park by Tears of Price. Okay. This is the third book in the Jane Austen murder mystery series. And the whole episode. I know. Hashtag Jane Austen. Jane Austen. Okay. She just keeps coming back. Yeah. She won't go away. I know that Jane Austen and Emily Dickinson are different, but it reminds me of the Dickinson show on Apple that I still think you should watch. I would like to, okay. but I don't have Apple TV. One That's of these the days. Problem. One I of know. these days. There's like other things I want to watch on there as well, though. Yeah, so it's I just great. have to like plan two months and like binge Mm -hmm. but anyway mansfield park is definitely my least favorite jane austen but i really enjoyed this adaptation of it okay so i yeah i had a good time okay it was a 2023 book that i was happy with there you go that sounds good uh it was the kind of the year of memoirs for me so shout outs to jeanette mccurdy michelle obama valerie bertinelli the late matthew perry and michelle dowd because i read lots of memoirs and i enjoyed all of those but this book and it's probably my best book of the year would be tell me everything by minka kelly which we talked about when i read it such a harrowing experience she had like growing up and like then bursting into fame and it was just really informative and really well written and i just really appreciated that book so uh, it's good tough read Mm. but i think it's well worth it nice yeah i feel like memoirs really can be tough yeah like tough but good yep that's the hope anyway yep okay i also have uh speaking of witches okay (laughs) (laughs) over my dead body by sweeney boo okay which Sounds kind of like a pen name to me. It but does. Who am I to judge? Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. You, yeah, I don't know. I have a friend named Crystal Storm, and that's just her name. That's incredible. For real. I know. That's wonderful. I know. Hey, Crystal. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I wish my name was that cool, to yeah. be honest. But yeah. What can you do? Yeah, I don't know. This is like about a witch boarding school. It's a graphic novel, like a YA graphic. Okay. It's basically a mystery set at a witch boarding school. Oh, I remember you reading this oh, one for sure. Oh, it's so yeah. good. It's so good. I think you would like it. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. This is definitely one that has stuck with me. This definitely is one that like helped to fill the hole that Wednesday left in my heart after yeah. I had already watched the first season yeah. too many times That's and rough. needed to move on. Yeah. So have you ever watched the classic Adams Family? No, I really want school. to, okay. but I haven't. Okay. 
It's pretty fun. John Aston's just great in it. It's maybe he just never breaks. In 2024, He's just unbreakable. Maybe I will. He's great. Okay. All right. Comics are got? great too. I don't know if you've ever read any of Charles Adams, like actual. I don't think so. When I did that show, I, we had a bunch of the, we had a bunch of the Adams family comics in the system, and I read like all of them, and they're really they're good. They're cool. Anyway. Nice. Uh, okay, my last is um, it's well, the best Star Trek book I read this year was called Wonderland by Una McCormick. I knew you were curious what the best Star Trek book I read this year was, so well, to, I kind of expected you were going to say you. Una McCormick though, because you've yeah. spoken so highly of her. She's a good, she's a good Trek author for sure. I haven't read any of her other stuff, but I think I've enjoyed all of her Trek novels. Nice, but I couldn't decide between these two. I I got back into a James Bond mood this past year, and I read a couple. I read one called Devil May Care by Sebastian Falk, and this was um, he was writing as Ian Fleming, hmm. so he wrote in the style of Ian Fleming and really did like really accomplished that it felt nice. like an ian fleming Good thing which him. is i don't even That's know how to do yeah exactly like how do you i don't know it's like doing an impression of someone but for like 400 pages oh my gosh I'm just yeah not sure that would be insane how you do that i don't think i could i, I like that one quite it. a bit but i also read another one called solo by william boyd and this was interesting because it was like take the james bond timeline of him being active in like the late 50s early 60s and then just kind of like let it go and so this was like an older james bond like a little bit more jaded and it was interesting because not all the and i mean most of the james bond stuff doesn't age very well you know like it's that's it's action heavy and it's like definitely sexist like that's just like baked into it but the thing i liked about the william boyd one is that his lifestyle kind of catches up to him in this Mm. and he's sort of like, it's not super deep. He's not like, what have I done? But that's kind of the impression. Like, he's sort of left alone and sad because of his choices. That and sounds kind of refreshing, I've never honestly. really seen that play out in mm-hmm. any James Bond thing. The movies toy with it here and there. but that And that wasn't like the, the whole, that wasn't like the point of the book. But it was sort of a consistent thing that this older Bond was dealing with along the way. That he just didn't have a lot of connections anymore he didn't really have much nobody who knew him you know Mm -hmm. and that was so seeing that character sort of deal with that um, was was really interesting and this is just a one-off uh solo by william boyd so nice yeah so i had some good times uh revisiting bond what else you got okay my final pick is this your favorite book book of the year uh maybe although over my dead body is really (laughs) up there that one really left an impression on you it was so good um I chose, I cheated a little bit and I chose an author instead of a book. Okay. Because I read like 12 books by this author this year. Is it Dorothy Sayers? No, I didn't read that many Dorothy Sayers books this year. I felt like you were reading Dorothy Sayers. Well, I guess you're reading it aloud, so probably reading it It was only like maybe five or six Dorothy Sayers books. You said only, but that's a a lot. I mean, okay. That's like a Dorothy Sayers book every other month for the whole year. It's a lot. Maybe it wasn't even as much as that. It was a few. It was like the... Well, Harriet and Peter. We'll play back the one. tapes because okay. there, right, right. uh, there was a lot of Dorothy's. But author that I did read approximately 12 books of, if I counted correctly, Terry Pratchett. Okay. I went on a Discworld journey yeah. this year. No mention of Louise Penny. I'm a little surprised we didn't get any Louise I Penny. I think I only read one Louise Penny book this year. Was that all last year? Time has no meaning. I know. I don't know. Well, yeah, it was like last sure. year was the year of Louise Penny and this year was the year of Terry of Pratchett. Terry Pratchett. <laughs> well, when I think of one, I instantly think of the other. You know, just <laughs> I know. They're so similar. I mean, I get them yeah. confused all of the yeah. time. But, well, the issue is that I read all the available Louise Penny books. Well, at least the Armand Gamache books. There's like the one she wrote with Hillary Clinton that I probably will read <laughs> right, at some point. one of these days. One yeah. of the, I mean, I, I yeah, have to, I think. Have to. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe, 
I feel like she puts out a new one about once a year. So I feel like I maybe so. there's a new one coming or, Probably. or I out. I actually haven't heard that, but I, it must I be I haven't true. heard that, but there it usually is. True. And yeah. I'm desperately hoping that it's true because I want more Louise Penny. It's been a while. It's it's a tough place to be all caught up with an author that oh you love. Oh my gosh. It's horrible. So, it's horrible. Yeah. Although it means that at some point, once I take a long enough break, I can just like re-binge the whole series. So. Will you do that? Are you a re-reader? I can't remember. I, Have we discussed this? I'm a rereader, but not as much like when I was a kid and maybe even into like high school, I reread like obsessively, mm. like no. maybe it was a problem a little bit mm-hmm. how much I reread. Mm-hmm. I still do, but not as much. There's like a couple that I'll reread or if I get in the mood for something. Yeah. And if it's an audiobook, I'm more likely to re-listen yeah. to it, especially if I like feel sick. I'll just like yeah. choose one that I know I like okay. while I'm sick to listen okay. to. But Very few in my whole life. There's just so many books I want to read. It's really hard for me to justify a reread. Yeah. I do understand that. Yeah. But but I am happy that even though I've read like, you know, probably 15 or so Terry Pratchett books so far, there's still like 30 more. Oh, yeah. yeah. Prolific. uh, I know. For sure. So, and like I said, I'm really excited to start the Death series. Yeah. Because Death, the character has shown up a little bit in some of the other ones that I've read so far. Okay. And has been excellent. So. Yeah. I always confuse Terry Pratchett and Terry Brooks, but hmm. I, I corrected myself before I made a fool of myself on this podcast. Oh, I'm happy so for I was you. thinking of the Shannara Chronicles, but that's that's Terry Brooks. Uh, Have you read any Terry Brooks? I haven't. Loser. <laughs> I really am. Uh, all right. Well, I think this was a pretty good year overall yeah, as far as... I think uh, so, too. It was a stressful year, if I'm being honest. With all of our library construction projects and different things going on, mm. I am exhausted. So I'm ready for a 2024 that's a little bit lighter. A little than bit a more chill. And it's not like we have a catastrophic presidential election uh, coming up. So it should be really chill and Election relaxed. years are always really calm. Yeah. And just yeah. like, just, yeah. just sort of walk Emotions in Emotions run low, people say. In, uh, yeah, absolutely. Presidential years. That's, uh, that's true. Well, other than <sighs> Only uh, Murders, myself, you got any resolutions? Oh, you're right. I do have to watch Only Murders. Um the same ones that everybody has. I need to be more active, oh, you know. Man. It's I so need to hard. be moving more. So that's one of them. I keep thinking like I gotta set, I gotta set like calendar reminders on my phone because I walk a lot, but I need, you know. Yeah, I know. It's like walking is like achievable. Although yeah. in the winter months, even walking is that's so true. hard to that's do. That's true. But anything that's like actual cardio, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I know. Yeah. I, like I have to put myself in an entirely different headspace to yeah. do cardio from my headspace every other second of the day. Yeah. So, uh, so it's so it's those two things. I also I'm really bad about um, like just relaxing in general. Mm. I find like when I have downtime, I just am compiling lists of things that I could or should be doing. Oh no! Instead, that it's sounds, a problem. It's a problem. Bad. So that that's that's my other resolution. I gotta knock that off. That's a good resolution. You know, I sometimes turn my hobbies into chores. Yeah. I like make a list of sure. Of yeah. the hobbies that I want to accomplish in the evening. Yeah. And then I like speed through them so that I can accomplish them all. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I doing? This is so stupid. Yeah. This is this is not how hobbies are I supposed to work. I kind of do work. that with reading. I'm like, I'm mm. sort of, sometimes I'm hesitant to start a really long book because I'm like, but I want to finish it mm-hmm. so I can start the next book. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I lowered my Goodreads goal for 2023 from what it was for I 2022. I set one. For That's this, so smart. For this very reason. I'm like, Good I'm for not you. doing it. I'm That's a healthy choice. And I don't think, because I read The Witching Hour by Anne Rice and that was like 15 hundred pages or something like that and i think that if i was under the gun of a reading challenge i wouldn't have done Mm. it because that's you know that's the equivalent of like you know probably reading four books right you've given yourself some freedom yeah because i always read faster when i'm close to the end 
You know what I mean? When I have like a hundred pages left, like I'm not going to go to bed. You know what I mean? Like I'm just going <laughs> to power through. So if I'm in the middle of uh, the witching hour for a couple of weeks, like I'm never going to have that burst. So it's just going to take right. longer. That makes but, sense. Uh, but I did it. So I'm making some headway. Good for you. Yeah. Did you say yours? My resolutions? Yeah. What do you got? I want to start using Letterboxd because oh. I cannot remember what movies I yeah. watched. And so compiling my top three movies for this episode was extremely difficult. Yeah. I texted several of my friends and my <laughs> husband. <laughs> like, what That's movies why. did we watch and did I like yep, them? Yep. <laughs> and I did manage to come up with these three, but it was a struggle. And okay. I love Goodreads. So I feel like it would make oh, sense yeah, it's an easy to do something similar. Yep. So yep. that is definitely one, one okay. thing that I need That's to do. That's very attainable. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I okay. also would like to be more active. Okay. But without actually doing anything to be more active. Sure. So yeah. we'll see how this goes. Yeah, that's, you know? <laughs> that's the tricky part. That's the tricky yes. part right there. I also am hoping to finish my current manuscript in progress. That's right. In 2024. We're talking a little off mic about your yes. various writing endeavors. Which so. I'm halfway through. So I think that should I be I still haven't gotten to read any of these. So. You can if you um, want to. I do. I want to. Send me a PDF. Okay. All right. We'll talk. You heard it, everybody. <laughs> it's here right now. Uh, but you also have a, a current assignment that you're working on. That is Time and Again yes. by Jack Finney. So in two weeks, we're, we're going to be back here that. to talk about Time and Again. Um, I'm going to read I Love Galesburg in the Springtime, even though I don't like the idea of being out of Jack Finney stories, but I'm going to do momentous. it. I'm going to do it. So we're going to talk about that in two weeks, and I'm excited to do it. Because in all the years we've had a library podcast... We've never done a Jack Finney episode. Not on the All the Book Show. Not on House Things. I know. It's never And happened. a number of times you've just like mentioned that Jack Finney is your favorite author. And yeah. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. I, we never talk about this. So, so now we're going to write this. Good. We're going to write this almost 10 year wrong. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Okay. Well, everybody, uh, you know where to find us right here in your feed. You can take a moment. Your New Year's resolution can go be to rate and subscribe to the podcast That's and true. share it with your friends. It's an easy one to complete, too. It is. Yeah. You can, can be check like that right January off. January 7th. It's The satisfaction done. you'll feel will be great. Yes. Uh, but yes, do that and then join us back in two weeks for our talk on Jack Finney. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.